On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a win in the home opener, and Jason Kidd played everybody. Miles Brown, big game. Let's go. <laughs> and did Jason Kidd subtweet me at the end of his presser? We'll talk about it on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Great vibes, it's great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes, no, sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The home opener, Olafot, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Mavs win, baby. First uh, first win at home this season. So uh, big time. I mean, with a team like Houston comes into town, Jalen Green, fun young team, Steven Silas. It's like, all right, cool. You're cute. You're fun. But uh, but no, you, you can't play around with this. You got to win games like this against bad teams. And they got a little cute with it. And I got scared. But they, <laughs> the they pulled away and they won. And now the vibes are up. Immaculate. <laughs> Mavericks get the win 116 to 106. We will break that all down. We'll talk about the lineups. There's so many different things. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you'll see Jason Kidd's presser or some of it. The parts that we thought were interesting. We'll show you show you them a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. The first thing we have to start with is lineups and players that played. And I was ready to to get on this podcast and say, I applaud Jason Kidd for trying new things because if you guys have, have listened to the show or if you've been paying attention to the Mavericks, uh, Reggie Bullock hadn't get, been getting a lot of playing time. And so I asked the question to Jason Kidd about, you know, why isn't Reggie Bullock getting more playing time? And he was like, it's early. It's early. But this is this is what we're, we're doing right now, basically. And I was, I was interested to see if he was just going to get set in his ways. If he was just like, all right, I know what the best lineup is, and I'm just going to roll it out there. Instead, he comes out tonight. And going into tonight, the Mavericks had played 24 total five-man units. That's any any time that five different, a combination of five different players had been on the court at one time. He played 24 going into tonight. They played 13 new lineups, brand new lineups we hadn't seen through the first two games. Uh, and I think like a lot, like total, it was like a, a lot more, 20-something <laughs> new, like total lineups that we saw in tonight's game. It was absolutely insane. All 15 players played and that was by design. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're one of the uh, if you're a rotation person and you're watching these games, especially early on, trying to track rotations and when you know players come out, who's you know coming in and Brunson and Willie together and as first you know two guys. If you're wanting to ask the head coach why a certain player isn't playing over 15 to 17 minutes a game, and I have to know. apologize that you felt that he should have played more. <laughs> Reggie, also, we need to clear clear this up. Reggie is not not playing very much he's just not playing as much as what we thought he would play right like right. it's not like he's playing like three minutes a game he's right. still playing 15 17 minutes but we all thought he'd play more and he should play more Correct. but yeah it was by design and i think that's you know Tonight. one of the there's a couple different storylines coming out of you know the this win against the rockets and one of them is this leadership council that <laughs> Jason Kidd, you know, referenced and this three man council that Tim McMahon is now, 
you know, reported on who's part of that three man thing and that he sat down with them to, yeah. And they, they recommended uh, all 15 players playing tonight. Honestly, Tim McMahon ruined it for us. He ruined it for everybody. And apparently it had been reported on before on, on, Mark Fowell's podcast, but uh, yeah, the leadership council, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk about it, but Jason Kidd met with this leadership council who now we know is, is Luca, Christoph Porzingis and Tim Hardaway met with them earlier in the day on Tuesday and said, all right, I have an idea. All 15 players play in the game tonight. Everybody's uh, all mad. Is this how KP's getting post-ups too? All players past and present. Uh, It was apparently why Dwight is starting also, but all players past and present, their names are listed on the court. If you haven't seen the Mavs court yet, the exterior, like the, the outer line of the Mavs court ha- is blue. And then it's all the names in like this light blue and white. Um, every single player from Dirk all the way down to Rondo. And they're all listed on there. Tony Romo as well. <laughs> His name is listed on there. But Jason Kidd said everybody's name was on there. And I wanted everybody to, to touch the floor and, it be, and be part of this home win. So he played all 15 guys. All 15. Um <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think, um, you know, I leaned over to you, I think, in the second half. You know, we were both at the game tonight, and uh, I just said, like, Jason Kidd can't lose this game. Like, you can't lose right. this game. It's not not just because it's the Rockets and it's home opener, but you can't lose this game against the Rockets in your home opener when you're playing 15 players, whenever, like, there's no lineup, like, structure out there, like, None. Like you said, yeah, there was none. 13 different combinations and you know you put the Boban we love Boban but like the Boban you know gimmick type you know thing was played in the first half you know and it didn't I really... the first half Boban minutes were actually good though I don't know if I don't was... think they I don't think they were no see offensively they did they did well and that's where they were struggling but like I mean there's still like a negative you know in those minutes it's you know so like I love Boban and when he th- you throw him out there he's like the knuckleballer but it a lot of times it doesn't really work out as much, even though you get some Boban post-ups, you're giving away points on the other end. It's throwing offense off. And man, he ate Sangoon's lunch though <laughs> a couple times on rebounds and on, on shots. But yeah, overall he gives up a lot on the other end, which is why Boban isn't like a starting center in the NBA. But, no, no, but, but yeah. But so yeah, yeah, it's just that. Yeah. And that's why it's just like you when I, I get it. I get it for the team chemistry thing, but I, I did get worried whenever you know, Frank Nilakina and Moses Brown's playing and it's a, you know, five point game in the fourth quarter, you know, late in the third, it's not, you know, it's not like it was a 25 point lead. It's, you know, single digits, five, six points. So I think it worked. It obviously worked out. It was great home opener. All the fans got to see the players play confidence, the morale, the chemistry, great call on that end. But if they end up losing that game, that's a lot of criticism because you just wanted to get everybody involved for team chemistry. Yeah, what would we be saying today if they had lost that game? If Eric Gordon ends up going off for 30 instead of what did he finish with, 22 or something like that? He was great. Uh, he was he was going nuts. He was doing his Mavs trade deadline audition for sure. In, in any, any good team out there audition, he's like, hey, <laughs> I'm still okay. I'm still here. But yeah, so we would be saying, oh, this gimmick by Jason Kidd, what is he doing? Empowering the players too far. See, this is when empowering players goes a little bit too far. When Jason Kidd allows guys to you know do all this stuff. I think that's what we'd be saying if the Mavs lost. They... They won this game. The Mavericks pulled through. I don't think There's it a- comes out. I don't think we know. We know it. If Yeah, probably true. He, he'd probably just take it on himself and say, yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting, though, if they lost and he like blamed it on the leadership council. We'd, <laughs> no, no, we'd be having a whole that. other conversation <laughs> if that happened. But there's a bunch of reasons why the Mavericks won this game. And so we want to get into that. But 
I think the big story, other than maybe KP getting being KP, out for, I mean, KP is the other bigger story in the third in the third quarter. He was he went out with back tightness and was out for the rest of the game. But the big story was everybody playing and the lineups and experimentation and trying new things. We saw the lineup that at least a lineup we wanted to see with Luca, Hardaway, Dorian, and Reggie Bullock, and then Dwight Powell was the fifth one out there. We saw finally that lineup get played out there. We saw Moses and Frank Nilakina. Like we saw we saw everybody out there and trying new things. So I just found that all very interesting. I thought that that was the main takeaway from the game is just trying new things and just the experimentation of it. Does, any, does anything stand out as from as long as we're talking about lineups, we'll talk about KP in the next segment. Did anything stand out that was good that you saw a combination where you're like, oh, I kind of like that? I I mean, honestly, I, this is one of those games like you're going to, like you're gonna have to legitimately go back and watch. Like there were so many yeah. combinations and so many two man groups, uh, you know, different like th- you know pairings out there. Like, oh, I haven't seen these two guys play together in a bit. Like, okay, Moses out there with Luca, cool. Let's see what pick and roll looks like. You know that, yeah. but there, you know, and there were different times subs happened. I'm like, oh, this lineup's fun. You know, what, there was a there was a time they took. You know, KP was out of the game at that point. Dwight was the lone big in the game. And yeah. they took uh, they took Dwight out and put you know, JB in. I was like, "Ooh, this will be this will be fun to see Bronson and Luca and you know and it, whether they spread out or no 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 Dwight was still in there. It, they sub KP out for Bronson. Yeah. So then it was Dwight in there. Then they spread it out. Luca went to the post, and I just feel like this game had everything in it. It's hard to take <laughs> away anything from it because we got the Boban gimmick stuff. We got. Frank Nilakina, you know, drive like ISO drive score. We had a Moses Brown dunk. We had Reggie Bullock going off, which we'll talk about. We had JB playing well. Like Tim, you know, hit a few threes there in, in the beginning. And like this game, we had a million Luca shots. Luca shot at 25 times in this game. Like it had everything in it outside of like KP, you know, going off or something. But it was it was wild. It's it's hard to really find a big takeaway out of it of like yeah. location or lineups or anything. Yeah, that's why the takeaway is just like experimentation. They just tried stuff. Uh, the starting lineup was a negative eleven net rating. Hmm. If we want to bring it out that that lineup actually played fifteen minutes because they played the beginning of the game and then they played at the beginning of the third quarter. And then the other lineup that played the most was that lineup in the fourth quarter, which was Luca Brunson, so the two ball handlers, Tim Hardaway, Dorian, and Powell as the the one lone big man. Yeah, and that lineup was a plus thirty seven point five net rating, so that lineup did really well in that in that fourth quarter. Late a lineup in the game. with one big in it played did well. <laughs> okay, we got to talk about Chris Porzingis. Yeah. Absolutely, we'll get into that in the second segment. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweat Block, man. There are some times tonight where I was the Mavs were sweating out that win, and I was nervous. Like we said, that Jason Kidd was even going to get this win. So we want to tell you about a product that will help you with sweat. If you struggle with profusively sweating, if you struggle with pit stains, if you struggle, you know, there are some people that that, that struggle like you, you won't raise your hands above or your arms above your shoulders because you don't want people to see your embarrassing pit stains or you decide to wear different clothing because you know you're going to deal with back sweat or things like that. If you're like Nick Miller from, from New Girl and you sweat on your back because you're lying, then maybe you need some sweat block. Maybe you need to try that out. So Stop excessively sweating for up to seven days per use. They're these wipes you can wipe anywhere. You're, it's it's made for your armpits, but you can do chest, back, feet, hands, anything. You can use it anywhere. It's doctor-recommended, doctor-created. A Harvard doctor came up with this and decided to make it. You can get it at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off. You can also find them at Amazon and CVS, but the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at sweatblock.com. All right, Isaac Harris, 
Big takeaway was about experimentation, lineups, trying new things. But Christoph Porzingis went out in the third quarter with lower back tightness. Now, I have to admit, I got some Dennis Smith Jr.-like vibes from the back tightness. I got I got brought back to that when Dennis Smith Jr. wanted to trade from the team, and he said he was out with back tightness, and, and we were like, okay. And then he was out with an illness, and there's all that kind of stuff. But the Mavericks are playing it safe with Chris Ops Porzingis, and I think that that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to be honest in this. KP wasn't playing well at all. No. Um, did the uh, did the back tightness play into that? Did the eye, you know, Drago, you know, Rocky fight, you know, with his eye scene? Did that play into it? He just he didn't play well up until him leaving the game. He had some good defensive plays. He had some good, you know, he altered some shots at the rim. I thought, I thought, he, I think he he didn't get any blocks recorded to him, but. I thought he had a couple of plays that I thought looked really good on defense. He hit the one three off of the, the Luka Doncic behind the back. Like he just went behind. He didn't go behind the back pass. He went behind the back oh. as like, you know, the practice move you do in like basketball camp. And then he flung it over cross court to Luke to uh, Chris Ops. He hit the open three. Very Pete Maravich. Very. Yeah. yeah. It was great to see KP hit that shot. Um, but yeah, he played 19 and a half minutes. He had nine points. He was two of 10 from the field, missed a whole bunch of just, kind of like mid-range jumpers basically and then he had only had three rebounds so yeah like you said he was passing up threes too like there was some yeah open he just didn't look right that, at all yeah and, and like passing up some of the open threes that went on the catch and then you know dribbling in trying to get you know some jumpers to go he just he didn't look he didn't look right all night and then you know he left the game with back time so i mean get the get the music out right like if, if you're a conspiracy theory person and you're like okay well he doesn't look good and then he is out with back tightness maybe you can put two and two together and say well they just pulled him out because he just wasn't right that night or you can say if you're in the other camp of the positivity camp you're like okay there's a reason he didn't look right he there's a reason play he was... well because of the lower back that's tightness. what i'm saying you can look at you can look at this one of two ways i'm not sure which one it is because we don't have enough information on it but uh Maybe that's the the reason why he played bad. There was it was just some weird stuff. There was a play in the third quarter, maybe late in the second, where he had an open. He was he was like one foot in from the free throw line. There was no one around him at all. And instead of taking just a jumper, like a free throw line jumper, he did this weird push shot where in the middle of his in the middle of his form, he decided to push the ball forward instead of actually shoot it. And it was just so strange to me. I looked over at you and I was like, what is he doing? Like, what is happening? So he didn't look right. Like, I mean, it's just, there's no way around it. He didn't look right. But I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, it took two games for Dallas to say, all right, all the screenshots of the paint that just can't happen again. I don't want to see that anymore. And the screenshots, when when he's talking about that, he means there's two bigs in the paint and then there's multiple defenders in there and it just gets all jumbled and it's too confusing. And uh, so, yeah, they went with one big sometimes in this game. Yeah, and it's, you know, from the beginning, I think one of the first things I, I joked to you two minutes into the game, I says KP even stepped inside the three-point line because they were running so much so much pick and roll with Luka and Dwight. KP is he's out on the perimeter a lot. And so, you know, the first few games, what was happening? He's down, he's posting, Dwight's rolling, there's all this, like, clogged up paint, everybody's posting the screenshots, and it's like it took them – you know, two games would be like, all right, let's go back to spreading, you know, spreading everybody out again. Did they post him up at all in this game? Maybe a couple times on the perimeter, but it seemed like all of his shots were like those step forward. He takes a couple steps and takes the pull up too. I think the the one shot he hit was like a pull up two point jumper. 
where he he started from the three point line basically that he started that move from there and so he was out on the perimeter a lot in this game. He had a couple post ups, but I don't know if it was by, by play design. I think it right. was some switches and because I remember you know Luca throwing it down to him a few times of hey go to work you know basically and it just yeah. didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, so that's what's up with Chris Osborne. after the game, Jason Kidd said it's nothing serious. They're not worried about it. They'll see what it's like tomorrow. So by the time by the time you're listening to this, you may know more than us, but. Uh, yeah, so that's what's up with Christoph Porzingis. Luka Doncic in this game, 26 points, 14 rebounds in the game. He was he was just taking it to everybody, basically. He only shot 10 of 25 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3, not great for him. 7 assists, 4 turnovers. He was plus 15 in the game, a, a team high by far. Tim Hardaway was a plus 12, and then Dorian was plus 9. Everybody else was kind of like, <laughs> just, just weird because of all the lineup changes and all that kind of stuff, but... There were times in this game Luca got a little chippy, and there was times when he wanted to take it to guys. He was taking Christian Wood into the post and trying to finish over him, like Christian Wood was like Patrick Beverly or a small guard or something like that. It was kind of wild some of the times when Luca just got frustrated and then he was trying to take it out on the game. Yeah, I think Christian Wood pissed him off a little bit. He for sure he, he got a little handsy uh, with uh, with Luca up top and around his head and neck one time, and I think you you saw the. Uh, you saw that frustration come out when that last time that he kind of ISO'd him out. I joke all the time on Twitter about St. Luca Island, um, <laughs> St. Lucia Island, all that stuff. But, yeah. and, you know, he gets, you know, Christian Wood on that island and he just, I mean, he blows past him, gets to the rim and he turns around, he screams, you know, at the crowd. And it's like he had some, uh, some passion, frustration built up for that. Yeah, with four minutes and 25 seconds left in the game, I noted that uh, Christian Wood drove and then finished through contact. It was like Dorian and Dwight met him at the rim, and there was some contact there, no foul. It was kind of one of those bang-bang, maybe the Mavericks should have been called for a foul there. Uh, then Luka got the rebound, and then just this crazy, crazy flop by Jay Sean Tate that just, I mean, it was insane that it was called uh, you know, an offensive foul on Luka. He kind of bumped him a little bit, and then Jay Sean Tate just did that weird thing where he's like, oh, and then it fell down. It was so exaggerated. Everybody was freaking out about it in the building. And the ref was standing right there, called it a foul. Luca runs over to the other side of the court, basically, and it like mocked him. Like did the did the you know the shaking fall mocked him. And so he got mad about that. Christian Wood was already mad. Uh, and then the next play down the court when the Mavericks were on offense again. Luca was off the ball and Christian Wood was guarding him and Christian Wood was literally like hugging him and then grabbing him and like was behind him and like kind of touched his face from behind. Yeah. And it was just all this weird like shenanigans trying to grab him and hold Luca. And then Luca comes down to the other end of court again and just does this post up finish. And he was like, he's screaming. And that was, that was sort of a back and forth we saw at the end of the game. Yeah. For Houston tonight, um, you know, it, besides Eric Gordon, they didn't really have a, I mean, Eric Gordon had 22 off the bench. I was really excited to watch Jalen Green play for the first time. I mean, he didn't do a ton. The few moves that he did have when he scored, it We're looked great. Na- nasty, so quick. Um, Kevin Porter got Smooth teed up jumper. in this game. It was funny. But I thought Jason <laughs> Tate uh, played, you know, he's at least passionate, plays like hard defense. He got in foul trouble. But Shingun, man, like <laughs> I was excited about seeing him for the first time too. And uh, he had a couple moves there. He got past Boban, but, you know, I, yeah, it, this Houston team's weird. They're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah, they got a lot of fun guys, right? It's, it's kind of, I didn't really learn much about this team, I don't think. They have a lot of fun guys that are going to yeah. go off on some nights, and some nights it's just going to, and they shot well from three in this game, 16 to 39 in this game. And early, 
early they were shooting really good. I think the first quarter when the Mavericks were losing, people were kind of freaking out, and the, the Rockets were 7 of 13 from 3 at the very beginning of the first quarter, like within three minutes of the first quarter. And you're like, what is – or the second quarter, you're like, what is going on? They're just shooting so well from 3. And so they did finish the game well from 3. Eric Gordon was doing his audition for any, any team to get him. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's what this Rockets team is. But for the Mavericks, I mean, the, the two guys we need to talk about are Brunson and, and Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock was, was a huge story in this game, and I became part of the story in some in some way. We'll hear from Jason Kidd. We'll hear from we'll hear about you know Jalen Brunson and Reggie Bullock coming up. But before we do, let me quickly tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I had one today on the way to the game. I had the uh, grasshopper cookie. I had one left over. And right now, you can get the brand new Paranormal Pumpkin, the Pumpkin Puff Bar. It's brand new. I've got one downstairs. I have not tried it yet, I have to admit. But if you want to try that bar... 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 7 grams of sugar. So just a little sugar in there and a lot of protein. You're going to get a bar that's that's healthy for you. 100% chocolate, 100% delicious, but it's a protein bar. Tons of protein in it. Go check it out at Built.com. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order. You can mix and match. You can try different ones. You can try the puffs. You can try the bars. You can try the bites. You can try anything. So go check it out. They have all kinds of deals all the time on their website. Check it out, Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. So Reggie Bullock, Jalen Brunson, besides Luca, you know, going off and doing Luca things, they were those were the two guys I think that, that showed us the most. And Tim Hardaway Jr. had 16 points too. So he he, you know, he had some good moments. But Jalen Brunson, 11 points, 11 assists. He was he really was was playing well and distributing. And I even thought he missed a couple. I pointed out a couple of them to you in real time. He missed a couple of passes too so there's more in his game he can he can grow and get to and I'm, I'm i feel like i'm hard on brunson sometimes but it just feels like he has another level he can get to and he would just be incredible but i thought he played well tonight no kirk henderson is the one that's hard on <laughs> that's true <laughs> no we like kidding uh kirk and it, when he puts role players in his crosshairs um <laughs> but no i i've really liked how brunson started the season i mean we're three games in and i've i've liked all three games from him um 11 assists tonight it's career you know tying a number for him so far yeah. i mean especially coming off the bench like that's not an easy thing to do and i yeah i like him his minutes with luca i thought they've you know played well together yeah i can't praise him enough for these first three games yeah thought he played well he's the he's the he has been the guy that he's he's stepping up to be the secondary creator when Luca's off, or the the primary creator and distributor when Luca is off the floor, and even sometimes when Luca is on. It's that confidence. It's what he told us at media day. He sat there and he's like, "I have to be better. We we need to be better. I have to be better." And so far, I think he has. Yeah, um, yeah. Reggie Bullock. Talk about your guy, you, <laughs> Reggie have Bullock. You bought, have you bought a jersey yet? I. Uh, Do you have no. stock. I have not bought a jersey. I actually don't have any stock. 16 points for him off the bench. He hit four threes. He was 6 of 11 from the field. Uh, I thought he played some decent defense at times. The Mavericks needed him because they were playing so many wing players. But uh, he only played 17 minutes. So if, if everybody's trying to make this, uh, you know, Nick, go on a victory lap. Ask Jason Kidd about it post game, about him playing. And he didn't play anymore. He played 17 minutes in the second game. He played 17 minutes in this game. So it's not like he played more, but he did show his, his shot finally hit, which is great. Something that you just want to see from him and I thought that it was it was awesome that he was hitting open shots. I think all of his threes were open too. The Mavericks got a ton of open threes in this game and some of them went down and, and some of them didn't. Let's be honest, it was awesome because you enjoyed it. 
I did enjoy it very much. I, I had fun. I enjoyed the game. I was watching it. Everybody there's tweeting some, at me. There's some media, media in the press box. Tweeting was, memes you know, at pointing me. At it, pointing at Nick and was like, oh my gosh, here you go. This is your it was guy. So, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, now you're but, now you're automatically president of Bullock's fan I know. <laughs> I unop- I just was curious why he didn't play it. Now I've become the 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 Bullock band, like front man, basically. But, but honestly, though, I mean, him hitting those shots, we've talked about how quick a shot release is and you know we've been very open of you know our opinion is that he should start and i love when they go small i love when this team goes small and yeah i mean i like reggie bullock and yeah i mean when i'm watching the mavs i i do wonder you know i do wonder why reggie bullock's not playing more he gives them Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba insurance. Remember last season, and especially in the playoffs, when Maxi Kleba and Dorian Finney-Smith are not hitting open threes, and Chris Offersing is to a degree as well. When they're not hitting open threes, it's just it feels like this Mavericks team just rolls to a halt, and you're like, oh, now it just is all on Luca to try and create. It's on Tim Hardaway Jr. to try and get some pull-up shots here and there. And when you have Reggie, when you have Reggie Bullock, you have another guy that you can sub in if Maxi and Dorian aren't hitting shots that night. And he's maybe another guy that gives them just another chance to have a guy that might get hot one night and hit a bunch of threes. And he's actually even a little bit more throughout his career has been a little bit more consistent than Dorian and, and Maxi, where Dorian has sort of ramped up. Reggie Bullock's always just been a really good three-point shooter. And so he just gives them insurance in that in that realm. Another 3D guy that's just a little bit more reliable from three. And we finally saw it in this game when he can when he hits them. Yeah, I mean, and then you see the difference between, you know, his defense perimeter defense compared to Tim's. And it's like, I mean, yeah. I'm, I, this isn't breaking news, but Tim's not the best perimeter defender. And they're, uh, they're using Tim at the point of attack on defense a lot. And I was, I was kind of surprised. They started him on Jalen Green. I found that really interesting. They, like, they, like they, first they, possession, but then they, like the next possession have Dorian on him. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of. Yeah, they did. They did a bunch of stuff, but they also started him on, on Trey Young. So you're, you're like, okay, what what is happening? Because they have to have somebody, yeah. right? Like yeah. it, when you have. If you're going to start two bigs, there's KP yeah. and Dwight. You're not going to put Luca on the Lillard, Trey Youngs of the world. So then you're asking a Dorian. It's like Dorian and Tim at that point. So when they play Boston, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, guess who's going to have to guard Brown or Tatum? Tim Hardaway. Like yep. in the when you're committed to him as a starter and you're rolling. That's why we've talked about the Reggie Bullock stuff. If if they went to one big and you're putting Reggie Bullock in there, well now you have two defenders. Now, now you can put Tim on somebody else. You can put the whole like, you know, you put Luca on the other team's four basically on defense. You roll out, you know, Reggie and, and Dorian against these guys. But, you know, I, I think that will come. I think that will eventually be the closing lineup in some of these close games. But I mean, Jason Kidd went to the drawing board tonight and said, hey, everybody's going to play. <laughs> And uh, he went it, to the fishbowl. I think he just put a bunch of names in a fishbowl. It felt like, and was just pulling them out of the ha- like pulling them out of the bowl. It seemed like at times, but I mean, they won and that's what matters the most. And it's like, in a in a way, I, I think I respect kid and the fact that he is at least like asking his players, like what they think. And I, yeah, I think yeah. no matter, I mean, I know all the council jokes are probably going on social media and it's like, uh, and those are fun and it, it's, it's cool. But I think there is something about, whether you agree with it or not, there is something about Jason Kidd, a, a guy who everybody, you know, we've heard so many stories about where it's like his way or no way. Like he has to have all the control and everything. I think a consistent thread theme that we've seen is it hasn't just been him making every decision, whether it's Mark and Nico and everybody chiming, Dirk chiming in on decisions. And now this 
three player council that's helping you know <laughs> decisions too it hasn't just been the jason kitt show he's allowed other people to speak into his decision making and i think that's something that i respect about that he's trying to fix his biggest flaw or at least what he has admitted that his biggest flaw was uh and so yeah uh let's hear from jason kidd let's hear from jason kidd about the leadership council it was asked to him you know what what about this leadership council? Tell me about who's on it, all that kind of stuff. That was asked him after the game. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let the council stay at the council. Um, it's just, it's a communication thing. And uh, talking to those those three guys, you know, uh, before, uh, they 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 were all, they wanted to do it. And so um, it's, a, it's a cool thing because um, we always talk about 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, as part of the team, and they, they tend not to get to play, but they come to work every day just like the starters or the, the rotation guys. And uh, I think this just shows what kind of character, what kind of guys we have in that locker room, which is really, really cool. Yeah, so like we said, he's he's asking players, what do you think? Do you think Dwight Powell should start? They say yes. Uh, and then and then he was, then he's, now he's asking players, what do you think about this idea of, of everybody playing? And like, we want to make sure that our best players, which we, we've learned who's on the leadership council because Tim McMahon tweeted it out and all that. It's Luca, KP, and Tim Hardaway. So you're like, okay, best players on the team. Is this, are you guys down with this? Is this something you guys want to do? And they said, yeah. And so they approved it. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think it's, it's a cool thing from Luca and them too that, I mean, if, if we give them truth serum and say, hey, is your best chance at winning this basketball game playing yeah, every single right. player on the roster? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, if we're just being honest, they're probably not going to say that if they had truth, truth serum in them. So, but I think they look at it and say, Hey, you know, what would be great for a team chemistry. If everybody can get in and play now, does this mean it's going to happen every two weeks? I, <laughs> Hey, morale's low. <laughs> we've won, you know, yeah. we've lost a couple. I think every, this should be Let's- an all 15 game. Let's do that thing again. <laughs> and it's like, all right, that was cool the first time. But, you know, if if they're getting beat by, you know, 17 in, you know, Sacramento and all 15 players have played and they're walking out post game saying, hey, you know what? All 15 players played. And it's like, all right, well, that was fun. But <laughs> another clip from from Jason Kidd where he was asked about the uh you know, what did you see in in all these lineups that you played? You played a bunch of different guys. What did you see? In them, and so this is what Jason Kidd had to say. Yeah, I, I thought the third quarter there, and I don't know exactly the time. I know you guys will know better than I, uh, but there was a three to four minute, maybe closer to five minute stretch there to start the third, and we held them scoreless. You know, and that's the thing we've been talking about is, uh, you know, everybody talks about offensive runs, but we're talking about defensive runs of what, how many can we have in a game, and how long can we, you know, maintain those. And uh, that third quarter. Um, I thought our defense was was very good. Again, we had some open looks that we normally make, uh, but we shared the ball. I think um, JB had a tied a career high and assists. Um, and so there's a lot of good things. Um, we'd be here all night and talking about them all, but I'll leave that up to you guys. Yeah, I, I thought. <laughs> like I was like, we'll leave it up to you guys to figure it out and talk it all out. And heck yeah, that's what that's what our job is. That's what yep. we do. We talk about all this. I, I actually really liked his comment about defensive runs because I think that is something we, he's right. We do not focus on that very often. But uh, yeah, and it's one of the reasons why we want Reggie Bullock to play more is because we think he's a good perimeter defender and they could use that on this team. But I found that comment interesting. 
Yeah, and, and it's something that, you know, I think I, I tweeted about the other day of, you know, for the, you know, kind of weird clunky offense stuff that, you know, he's been criticized for these first few games that well, he does deserve some credit for this defense. Like, it's something we've heard that the defense have been, has been preached uh, going into training camp the past handful of seasons, but then we get into the season, we're like, oh, okay, so what was that? you know (laughs) that was preached again and like now it feels like there is a little bit of difference in that it feels like the defense is a little bit better and over these first you know few games all right we've we've come down to it (laughs) oh a new new quote this is the last quote from from jason kidd we'll we'll hear from he was asked which player off the bench you know actually the mavericks bench we should talk about mavericks bench actually played well and they they scored which you're like okay finally the mavericks bench what do they finish with uh great podcasting the Mavericks bench finished with 52 points and they had been really struggling the first two games so you finally got something off the bench you finally got some scoring off the bench you're excited about that he was asked which bench player stood out the most and he had a little fun as answer but let's see if you can see if you can find anything at the end of this where you're, you're kind of where it piques your interest um well that question will get me in trouble because if I leave anyone out then I, I then I they will feel that I don't like them so um, that's just a joke. Um, no, it's. Uh, I thought Bobon was great, um, and I'll use Bobon because he hadn't played yet. Uh, and he's always ready, and, and I think that's great for our younger players to be able to, to digest and be able to see, like, to always do your work. Uh, this is a job, and uh, you just never know when your name is going to be called, and you have to be ready. And uh, I think he's a perfect example of that tonight for our younger players. Um, so Bobby would be one. Um, I thought Moses, you know, that spurt that he gave us was great. Uh, but I, again, Reggie was great. Um, I know I didn't get him past 17 minutes, but he will get there. Trust me. Um, I know you guys got me on the clock. He will get there. And that's I'm only making light of it. As you guys get to know me, we're going to have fun. All right. <laughs> all right i try to not make myself the story in this uh but i swear jason kidd was looking at me on zoom I, I was sitting there in the press box i pulled my mask down i laughed at him when he said the 17 minute comment because it really felt like it was a shot at at my comment in in a playful way i don't uh, think it was a shot i think it no, was I, just like a, a shot in a, a shot in a yeah. playful way i thought where it was he was just joking like hey you know i didn't get him past 17 minutes like some people wanted right like he yeah. could have just even just said my name there but i thought that that was pretty funny at the end and uh yeah a little subtweet maybe <laughs> it was a, it was a good chuckle i we enjoyed it <laughs> i did enjoy it uh yeah so there you go mavs home opener mavs get the win the takeaway they tried a bunch of stuff now now it's like okay i'm thursday against the spurs another home game do they do it again try they, it again now, i mean spurs just... just took the lakers to overtime so what do they? What do the maps take from this game? Did they 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 trot out the same starting five again? Did they did good they morale, something? team chemistry? I mean, it, I think that's one of the big things. I mean, they're they're going to look at different lineup, you know, combinations, three man groups, some guys playing together here and there. Like they'll pull something from it. I'll have to. I mean, I'll probably honestly go back and rewatch this game and yeah. look at a few things here and there. But even some of the spurts, though, I mean, that you know, players and play like Willie played five minutes, Josh Green three, Trey Burke three, Moses three, Moses Frank three. three. Like, what are you pulling away from three minutes? Like, not a ton, ton, like a little bit here and there, but apparently it's that Miles Brown should play more minutes. All right, the Miles Brown thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just real quick at the 35 minute mark. So, Sean Heath, uh, not in the arena tonight. So, uh, Chris Arnold, love Chris Arnold, love, love Chris Arnold. like. 
Got you down. AAC. You got time to get something to eat? AAC, like, a staple. You know, if you've been going to Mavs games, then you've heard Chris Arnold. Uh, Chris Arnold messed up. He filled in for Sean Heath. And, you know, he messed up some names here and there sometimes. But Moses Brown came in the game, and uh, (laughs) he called him Miles Brown over the Miles Brown into the game. And you're like, what did he just (laughs) say? We're like, whoa, did he just say say Miles Brown? And uh, so that's why we said Miles Brown. Oh my gosh, I found that so funny. Laughed. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun it, night all around. It, fun night. And let's say this: if you're gonna play around and play 15 guys and just see what works, <laughs> it's in game three, right? It's not game, I you know, guess. 43. So I think if there's a time to do it, maybe preseason. But if you're gonna do it in the regular season, it's in within the first like five games. Whenever you have some breathing room, you can play around with it. It's against yeah. one of the worst teams in the league. Like this is the perfect game to do it. on. And I thought, I think Bobby Corrala even sa- either said it in person or on numbers on the board today, his show. Uh, if the Mavericks were 0-2, I don't think they do this, right? If the Mavericks came into this game and they had lost that Raptors game, I don't think they do this because it's a lot different looking at a you know an 0-2 and you're like, okay, well, if we lose this game, then we're 0-3. Uh, it's a lot different looking at that than it is, okay, well, now we're 1-2 or we're 1-2 we're if we lose this game and it's not that big of a deal. So I thought that that was, was interesting as well there you go guys we'll be back tomorrow with more well i guess maybe we'll watch this game again and try and see what we can we can pull from it but uh we'll talk about the mavericks again uh, every single day subscribe to our youtube channel thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps oh. Oh.